It's a Wednesday edition of Locked On Warriors. I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat writer for the Mercury News. Make sure to follow Locked On Warriors on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get podcasts for episodes every day, Monday through Friday. It's a mail call episode recorded live on Locker Room. Going to get to questions about how James Wiseman's injury affects the roster building plans and what the Warriors will do in the NBA draft and more. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. It's a Wednesday episode of Locked On Warriors. Thanks for joining me. Got a good show. Going to get to a bunch of mailbag questions concerning the Warriors' plans at the center spot. If Clay Thompson can really help this group uh, when he comes back, uh, reclaim status as title contenders. But I wanted to start today's episode with a simulation of the NBA draft lottery, just as an exercise to explore that and what the Warriors could do here. So what I did was I woke up and I simulated... A lottery, and so what I'm, I'm going to read you the results of the very. Fr- I hit the button on Tankathon.com. You can go ahead, you go there and submit the lottery. You just hit a button. I hit the button one time, one time, and I want to I want to read you the results. Cleveland moved up to the number one spot, so the Cavaliers have the first pick in the draft. The Detroit Pistons end up with the second pick in the draft, and the Golden State Warriors end up with the third pick in the draft, not because of the Minnesota pick, but because their own pick, which right now has the 13th best odds in the lottery, moved up 10 spots to number three, which means that the Minnesota pick falls out of the top three, it'll convey to the Warriors, and it will convey to the Warriors at number four. So the Warriors have the number three and the number four pick. This is the first draft lottery I did. I hit the button one time, and these are the results I got. So what if this did happen? I mean, this would be close to the best-case scenario, right? The only thing better would be Golden State somehow moving all the way up to the number one pick. But this would be an exciting result for the Warriors. So I think, look, Cade Cunningham goes number one to the Cavaliers. He's the consensus number one pick. That's what's going to happen. He's going number one somewhere. Then you have the Pistons there at number two. They can go in a few different directions with this. Um, Jalen Green, Jalen Suggs, Evan Mobley, those are kind of the guys there. Jonathan Kaminga. Everybody I talk to says this is a a five-person draft. So I think that uh, it'll probably end up being Evan Mobley at number two. He seems like the favorite to end up uh, going second overall. So that puts the Warriors on the clock at number three. And there's a couple of players here that I think they'd like. And like I said, this is a five-person draft. But for the Warriors, I think it's a three-person draft. I think it's Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, and Jalen Green. Jonathan Kaminga is raw. Um, even though He started really nice in the G League bubble. So, but I don't think by the end of the bubble, he was the Ignite's best player. I think that was Jalen Green. He was the Ignite's best player. So I think, And, and Jalen Green, local guy. I think the Warriors like him in the position. What he could bring to the table is a scorer immediately. I have questions about his decision-making, his defense, his size overall. All that stuff needs to mature, but uh, I think they like him. I also think they like Jalen Suggs. And, um, I mean, what's not to like about these guys? I mean, Jalen Suggs, to me, is the perfect fit for the Warriors. So if you could get him in a—and, by the way, he probably doesn't get out of the top three. I don't—it's going to come down to Cunningham and Mobley 1-2 probably, and then at number three it's going to come down to Suggs or Green when we talk about what actually happens. 
more likely than not, it'll come down to those two guys. And then it's just, you know, the preference of whatever team is picking at number three, and then whoever doesn't go there will drop to number four. The Warriors could get one of these guys. Very, It's realistic that the Warriors can get at least one of those guys if the Minnesota pick comes over. Uh, in this instance, in this simulated lottery, they get both of them. Suggs can walk in right away. His basketball feel, his passing ability, he's really physical. as somebody who is Mr. Basketball in Minnesota and Mr. Football, so he's got that football player body. Physically, he's ready to play in the NBA right away. I think he could be this year's Tyrese Halliburton. I think he could be the guy who walks in and contributes meaningfully immediately and, uh, and then also has the upside to grow into a franchise-type player. And in this simulated lottery, the Warriors get him and Jalen Green. Boom. You can fit both of them in the backcourt. And now you've got your big three of the future if you're the Warriors. You've got Jalen Green, Jalen Suggs, and James Wiseman. Have, there, there it is. There's your big three of the future. Let them do their thing. Steph, Clay, Draymond, you've got them still around. They could do their thing. Boom. Now, in regards to trading the player or trading these picks, you could do that. But short of anything like Bradley Beal shaking loose, I don't know. What are you going to trade one of these picks for? Marcus Smart? Still, it's not good enough. I don't know that that's a good enough return. Maybe it is. Maybe the Warriors think it is. Um, but when you have a rare opportunity to go ahead and use these picks, you're probably going to end up doing it. Now, I've argued that the Warriors should be trying to make moves, should be mo- trying to move this Minnesota pick for a contributor. And I do think that they should do that, only if the player is good enough. And I've, just, I've been kind of looking around and saying, all right, what player is going to be good enough? What player is going to get traded? I think they'll be open to that. They'll be open to shopping it. But for the sake of this lottery simulation, I just thought it'd be more fun to actually use those picks. And in our hypothetical land here, the Warriors end up using those picks on Jalen Suggs and Jalen Green. So that's fun. All right. Wanted to start the show with that. I want to get to some mailbag questions. And we'll start with this one from Witta Glizzy, who writes in on Twitter. How does James Wiseman in, in, how does excuse me, how does James Wiseman's injury affect the roster building plans for the offseason? Is adding a good center an elevated priority? Um, I think it affects what the Warriors need to do. I think it's pretty obvious after this season. The Warriors need another big man. Uh, James Wiseman went down for 11 games, and at the same time, Kevon Looney had an injury, and they had no centers left. That's it. You have two centers. And look, I think Wiseman and Looney, with you know some minutes of Draymond Green playing small ball five, that's your center rotation for the game. But if one of those guys goes down, all of a sudden you're really, you're really short-handed in the front court. And so I asked Steve Kerr about this the other day, and he said that he's gonna, they're gonna probably look to sign a big man, depending on what it looks. James Wiseman's still undergoing testing; they'll get a timetable. Whatever. This is these are semantics. Wiseman more likely than not is out for the rest of the season. But there's just not. There's only five weeks left. There's just not that much time for him to come back, and no reason to rush him back. No, he's got a long career ahead of him. Don't rush him back. Uh, the, the Warriors have needed another center for a long time. That's what hurt with the, the Marquise Chris breaking his leg really hurt this team from a depth perspective. Alan Smiley-Geach not being able to play, but his contract being guaranteed has really hurt this team from a depth per, uh, perspective. Like, Smiley-Geach is not good enough. He's two years away from being two years away. He's not ready to play. Uh, he can't play. You're better off playing Wanda Scott-Anderson as a small ball five. You are. Um... This offseason, the Warriors need to go add a break glass of an emergency type of center. I don't know, answering what Glizzy's question, if adding a quote-unquote good center is more of a priority. I think your rotation can be James Wiseman, Kevon Looney, Draymond Green. 
that could be your center rotation. But you need to add a third center, a traditional size center, who, if Looney and Wiseman get injured, by the way, with Looney's injury history and with Wiseman's recent injury history with the wrist stuff and all these things, yeah, I, you need to add another center to this roster. And I think over the, you know, the, this final stretch of the season, the Warriors will look in, in, into doing that, maybe adding a guy on a 10-day, give some guys some tryouts. Doesn't have to be a starter next year. Doesn't have to be a guy who plays every single night. But just a guy, when one of those guys gets injured, when, not if, when one of those guys gets injured, that you can trust bringing off the bench and playing some minutes for you. That's it. They've needed a center all year long. They need a center now. They're going to need to add a guy who they can rely on in spot situations uh, next year. Vince writes in, why is Smiley Geach with the team? Because his contract is guaranteed. It'll cost him a lot of money to waive him. So what they'll do is when his contract becomes non-guaranteed after this season, they'll waive him, and they'll open up a roster spot. And with that roster spot, they'll probably add another big man who can play right now. A veteran big, probably, who's ready to play when needed but not every single night. So that'll... that'll uh, and I think with Smiling Geach, by the way, you get waived, you can bring him back to Santa Cruz, let him play with the Santa Cruz Warriors. He's a cult hero down there. Let him play in those tie-dye jerseys with the C-dubs. That's fine. You can bring him back if, you, if you're that committed to seeing his development through. I don't think Smiling Geach can't be good. Chances are he won't, but, I mean, he's really, really raw. And he's not getting any playing time with the Warriors, and there's no G League season happening right now. But next year, when everything kind of gets back to normal, hopefully, yeah, you can waive him. And if you really feel motivated for some reason to keep him in the organization, you could sign him to the Santa Cruz Warriors. Let him keep developing. Let him, like I said, people love him down there in Santa Cruz. Let him be a cult hero. Uh, coming up next, why Draymond Green and Kevon Looney are having a hard time spacing the floor, and then we look at the effects of Clay Thompson's eventual return. This is Locked On Warriors. It's time for the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. In sports, if you think joy only happens when you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes. They don't spend all of their days grinding away. They take the time to enjoy themselves, like having a Michelob Ultra with friends, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and not just the end game, but the whole game. And this week's Michelob Ultra Player of the Week has to be Steph Curry, breaking Wilt Chamberlain's record for the Warriors' all-time leading scorer, uh, celebrating with a kiss to the rafters where Wilt Chamberlain's uh, jersey, number 13 jersey, still hangs in Chase Center, and uh, enjoying it with his teammates, Damian Lee, pouring the Gatorade on top of him after the game. A 53-point performance to beat the Nuggets, one of the Warriors' best wins of the season overall, and the joy with which Steph started that game set the tone for that huge win. You get the record. You celebrate with your teammates after. It all comes in a win, so you can really enjoy it. So that's the joy that Michelob Ultra talks about. Michelob Ultra, 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's in my fridge right now. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Get all the sports news you need in less than 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport. With the help of our local experts, follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. Horrible Hux writes in, I've seen the narrative change this year from wait until Clay is back to Clay wouldn't have a large enough effect. Clay doesn't automatically make us favorites, but his return is more than the sum of his parts. Can You can't just swarm Steph when he's in there. So the question is, are we being a bit reactionary because of this snake bit feel of the last two years and overreacting slash underestimating the value Clay will bring, assuming he is near what he used to be? Um... 
this is the fundamental question that faces the Warriors going forward is, in evaluating this roster, how does Clay Thompson help? And what do you need to do after that to get back to title contending status? Because no. I understand that we thought Clay Thompson on this team would make them a title contender going into this season. It is very clear. And look, I understand that Clay's presence has ripple effects, right? His spacing will make things easier for Andrew Wiggins, James Wiseman, Draymond Green, everybody. His presence will make things easier for Steph Curry. Every, I understand it's more than just getting a shoot, another shooter scorer in there. It's the ripple effects that come with that. He will help. He will help. He's going to make the starting lineup better. James Wiseman taking a leap between years one and two will make the starting lineup better. Uh, but he doesn't solve all the problems that the Warriors have, and he doesn't solve the issue specifically about w- with their depth. You know, look at Utah. They, they go nine deep. The Warriors with Klay Thompson, you're top heavy. You got what, five players, six players? Really, you have five or six guys who you really, really trust. Depending on what Jordan Poole looks like, maybe that's seven. You still need to add at least two more guys to that group. So having Klay Thompson back, yes, that will help. It'll turn what has been a kind of average starting lineup with Kevon Looney and a bad starting lineup with James Wiseman probably into a good starting lineup. You know, you're looking at Steph, Clay, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, James Wiseman. Next year, you're also looking at Jordan Poole coming off the bench, Kevon Looney coming off the bench. That's seven. Do you trust Juan Descano-Anderson? Damian Lee? Do you bring back Kent Bazemore? These are nice players, but not really the kinds of players that you need to fill out the rest of the rotation in order to compete. Look, that's a that's a solid playoff team. I think that's a sixth, seventh seed in the in the West. But if you're talking about competing with the Lakers and the Clippers and Denver and Utah, these teams that have a ton of depth and run deep with veterans who you trust in a playoff series, I still think even with Clayback, you need to add in free agency. Uh, I think you need to see what happens with Kelly Oubre. I don't. I think there's a slim chance that he returns, but there's still ways to turn his leaving into something, right? There is ways to execute in sign and trade or or create a new trade exception if he walks away. But he could also just walk away and, and sign wherever he wants, and and none of this happen, and you don't get anything in return for him. So we'll see what happens with Ubre. We'll see what happens with these draft picks. Uh, and then the Warriors will have a mid-level exception and minimum contracts that they can hand out. So they'll have ways to get those other two or three guys that they need. But that's the big challenge in front of Bob Myers. Clay Thompson will help, no doubt. He will definitely help. But this is, we're talking about an offense that's 23rd in offensive rating right now with Steph Curry playing at an MVP level. Clay Thompson coming back will help, but it's not going to turn that into an elite offense. You don't go from 23rd to elite just with Clay Thompson. So they're going to need more help. Let's hear from our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but unlike most protein bars, it actually tastes good, and it's good for you. Built Bar is a great option for health-conscious men and women, whether you want to maintain or lose weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. They're great if you're on a keto diet or some of these other low-carb diets, and they have 18 amazing flavors, including six new flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. They have nut-free options for those of you who want to avoid nuts, and Built Bar has been with us for a long time. I've been eating Built Bars for a long time, usually in the late afternoon between lunch and dinner. It's a good way to give me the boost I need to finish up my workday. And like I said, 
Built Bar has been friends of the show for almost a year now, and we appreciate the partnership that we've built. So support the show by supporting those who support us. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Let's also talk about Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. The NBA is making the playoff push, and the NHL season and Major League Baseball are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you're going to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. Again, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, but only when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This question comes from Coronas, who writes in, I've been a Warriors fan since moving to San Francisco in 1974. I was a big supporter through 40 years in the wilderness. When the Warriors are on offense with Draymond Green and Kevon Looney, it's like three and a half guys versus five. Why can't they work more with a shooting coach to improve like Boogie Cousins or Carl Anthony Towns? Well, for, for Looney, he's been working with shooting coaches. He's been, you know, over the last couple of years, we've been hearing that Looney is going to shoot more threes. And he has, you know, he has his moments. This is not a guy who looks for his shot actively and spends a lot, of, most of his time trying to rebound and set screens and, and do things like that. So, uh, with Looney, if he's open, he'll take it. But he's not going to be—he's not ever going to be a guy who you go to offensively enough where it's going to matter whether or not he's working with a shooting coach or not, right? Draymond, on the other hand, is a guy who, if that three-point shot came around, would have dramatic effects on this offense. But that's not happening. <laughs> You know, that's been sort of the, the book on Draymond Green, and it feels like this year he's really just sort of stubbornly decided not to shoot anymore. Like, this is he's a guy who wants to pass. He's happy to pass and play defense. That's what he wants to do. Against Denver, I mean, he was literally calling for the ball just because he wanted to initiate a pick-and-roll with Steph Curry. So the ball is on the other side of the floor. Probably the only player in the NBA, and I tweeted this at the time, probably the only player Draymond is in the entire NBA who claps his hands and calls for the ball just so that he can pass it and set a screen. And that's what he did. So that he's ha- that's where he's at in, his, in this part of his career. He's just happy to do that, and that's fine. Look, you can create spacing if you're Draymond Green without having to shoot the ball. That's why you see him when, when teams sag off of him uh, kind of trying to launch into a dribble handoff or something like that because now that player is out of the defender is out of position to close out on the player that Draymond hands it off to and that can create open shots. So it creates spacing that way. But if you're it's gonna take a lot more than just some some reps with a shooting coach. Right? You're talking about basically here with Draymond, you've watched him shoot a three point shot before. It it's gonna take an entire rebuilding of his shooting form. And at this stage in his career, I don't think he wants to do that. I mean, his 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 footwork is all off. His his knees, his knees aren't bending the right way. His upper body is a mess. Like when it comes to his shooting stroke, it's just all wrong. And at this stage in his career, with how much he's accomplished, good luck convincing Draymond that hey, we need to completely re- rebuild your shooting form. And he's happy not to shoot. He doesn't want to score. He doesn't care about it. You can't assume any points from Draymond Green going into these games. But he still makes an impact in other ways. Um, but, yeah, it's just not happening. It's just not happening. Jay writes in, pizza or ice cream? Uh, it's a great question. It's an age-old question. It's one that we've been dealing with for centuries. Uh, I got to go pizza here, Jay. And I love ice cream. Ice cream is great. Who doesn't like ice cream? But in general, I'm a savory over a sweet guy. 
I'm a, if I'm at a restaurant, I'm ordering appetizers instead of dessert. If it's if if I get the chance if I get the choice of ordering two appetizers versus appetizer and dessert, I'm doing two appetizers every time. I'm not a dessert guy. I'm not a dessert guy. Um, I I always pick salty. I always pick savory over sweet. So I love ice cream, but I love pizza more. I'm going pizza over ice cream. Has to be the good. Has to be the right pizza, though. I don't like the stuff with the huge, like the really thick crust and all the toppings on top. Give me a, a thin slice New York style cheese pizza. That's all I want. If it's bad pizza, I'll take ice cream. Because bad ice cream is better than bad is better than bad pizza. That's my take. We'll wrap up the show there today. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Locked On Warriors wherever you listen to podcasts. Please rate, review, say nice things about the show. You can send your comments and questions to me on Twitter at WC Goldberg or email them to me at wgoldberg at bayarianewsgroup.com. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and I'll see you here tomorrow morning for a recap of tonight's game against the Thunder.